Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know you can still enjoy the finer things while on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode and meet today's host, Rachel Clark, our co-host and resident astro bombshell. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. I am today's host and Chakra Girl Co's resident astrologer, Rachel Clark, and we are a community of multidimensional women on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today we have the incredible Deborah Silverman, who is a fellow astrologer. She marries the worlds of psychology and astrology to take really complex concepts and make them fun and simple to understand. She runs an international online university program for astrology. And you guys, this episode is going to be an absolute treat. Welcome to the show, Deborah. Thank you, Rachel. Yes, of course. So we're going to start out the show on a high note that we love to share. What are we the most excited about today? So today I'm the most excited that it's Venus Day. I always take this day off. It's like super indulgent for me. I love having good conversations (laughs) on Venus Day. So I'm also going to call my girlfriend after this, have a bath order food in, maybe buy myself some flowers. Who knows? I'm just going to let pleasure lead me. What are you the most excited about today? I'm about to go out to nature to sleep outside in a hammock in the middle of the Hawaiian jungle. So I I have a Sherpa coming here right when we're done. And we're going out with a sleeping bag and he is ordered to leave me alone. So I have a whole day and night in silence where I listen to the trees and talk to the sun and watch the waterfall. Oh, so beautiful. I'm really excited for you. That sounds amazing. (laughs) So moving into the next segment, let's do a little chakra shout out. Today, I want to shout out the reishi extract from Rainbow. Rainbow was a company that we had on the podcast. Well, we had Tanya, the founder on the podcast, and I've been utilizing this before sleep, and it's actually really helping me in in tandem with Blue Lotus Tea to really get into my dream realm and and have a, a beautiful night's sleep. And as somebody with both ADHD and autism, who is just constantly thinking, 24 7 also a gemini it's really great to have tools like this that help me to sleep all the way through the night so who would you like to shout out today deborah i'm going to shout out jeff orlowski who just got the nomination for five nami's for uh social dilemma but really what he received the uh, emmy for was chasing coral and i just recently got to meet him and we're doing an interview and i've done his chart. And it's been all about me celebrating the wisdom about the climate crisis, which I am obsessed with. So I can't leave that out. Yes. Oh my gosh, of course. And I definitely want to ask you all about that for sure, because I think that you have a really unique perspective on how we can heal the earth in our own unique way. And so getting into these slumber party questions, I would love to know, do you have a current morning ritual? I have always had a morning ritual. I have Mercury and Taurus. So I repeat myself like a broken record. So I've been doing the same thing for my whole, like I wake up every day. I begin I'm a Gemini, so I just need a five-minute meditation 
to just calm myself into my spiritual awareness. And then I light the candle and then I turn on the incense. And then I start with, I take these crazy vitamins you might know about called on it. Do you know about them? Yes, I do. I am, I'm religious about that and do that every single day. And I drink my green juice and I take some moringa and I, I'm very, very predictable and it's assessed. It, it has provided, I should say my youth because I'm way older than I look, but it's because of this ritual that I've been practicing of really deliberately starting the day with, oh, that's right. I'm on a spiritual journey. Don't get confused, Deb. I'm like, get up, get up. Oh, that's right. I remember. I remember. Oh yes. So beautiful. What are your favorite crystals? I love chrysocolla. I have a thing about turquoise, anything turquoise. I get obsessed. My whole room, my whole everywhere I paint is turquoise. So chrysocolla and turquoise are probably my favorites. Oh, yes. Okay, beautiful. Because same, same on that one. What is your sun, moon, and rising? I'm a Gemini with moon in Aries and Libra rising. So the Libra, Aries, Gemini makes me all fire and air and I get so excited over nothing. And that's why those videos you probably saw that went viral on YouTube a hundred years ago is me acting out all 12 signs. Have you seen those? Yes, I have seen Go on YouTube and you put Deborah Silverman Gemini and you watch a five minute short video and I'm going to make you go, oh my God. So that is definitely yes. Oh, heck yes. I love it. And then if you were to reincarnate as any sun, moon and rising combination, what would you choose and why? Well, I've put this order out. That's how I got this chart this lifetime was I put the order out way early because I have connections. So this lifetime, next lifetime, I'm coming back as a sun in, let's see sun in cancer, moon in Taurus and Capricorn rising. I'm going to be all earth and water. I'm not going to talk. No one's going to recognize me. They're going to go, God, she seems so familiar, but I will not resemble this little Gemini Aries Libra. I'm going to be all earth and water. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that so much. So tell us, Deborah, about your astrology awakening and how astrology became your life's work. Well, this is the craziest thing you're ever going to hear. Yesterday morning, for the first time in 43 years, I was on the phone with the woman that introduced me to astrology 43 years ago. We were, I was, at a, it's so crazy because I've been looking for her all this time and I was spelling her last name wrong. It was Herzon and I thought it was H. E-R-Z-O-N, but it was H-I-R. So I just found her yesterday. So it's a relevant sentence. It's a relevant story. It's a relevant beginning. I was probably 19 years old. She came to my house and she did the reading for each of my crazy Woody Allen family members. I lived in a Jewish family that looked just like Woody Allen. They wouldn't have changed any of the outfits. And she went around the table and she described each of them. And I was like, how did you do that? And then when we got in the car, I said, would you teach me what you just did? And sure enough, a month later, she had a drive across Canada from Toronto to Alberta. And her father said, if someone will go with you in the car, I'll fly that person back. And I was like, pick me if you'll teach me what you did at that table. And she did. And that's oh, where it all started. Oh, wow. I love that so much. So I did a little poll with our listeners to see what it is that, that they would like to know. And this may not surprise you at all, but there were some skeptics. And so I think that it's always really funny to hear people say that they don't believe in astrology. Virgos, just kidding, love you guys. <laughs> but astrology is really more so a, a language than it is a belief system. Would, would you say that you align with, with that as well? Yeah, yeah. So how do you suggest that someone who's skeptical but curious begin working with astrology? 
Well, I always say start with the elements. I've written a book called The Missing Element. So you don't have to believe in astrology. It believes in you. It doesn't matter if you believe in it. And the entrance level for a beginner is just go figure out your personality type. Like you and I are so error. So we're talking all the time. Then we're changing all the time. Then we're moving all the time. But that's the opposite of what an earth personality does. So to start at the simplest level, just let yourself begin with the elemental conversation and that book, which I can send you, if you go to my website, I will send you with your chart in it and I'll sign it or go on Amazon and buy it. And that's the entrance level for a beginner beginner. But for the advanced astrology student to continue learning, we have a whole bunch of ways to do that. And one of them is um, we have a platform called continualstars.com, which is a ongoing elementary and advanced continued ed class. So if you're like beginning, beginning, you can read that book and come to my school. But if you're already studying and you want some advanced classes on eclipses or on Chiron or on Mercury retrograde, we have individual classes at continualstars.com. Oh, beautiful. I'm definitely going to check that out then for sure. Um, so another thing that we're all feeling right now is the, the birthing of a completely new world and, and society, right? And so we can all feel it. We can all see it. What's your hot take on the astrological perspective of how this will continue to pan out throughout 2021? Well, 2021 is Saturn and Aquarius. Jupiter is just entering Pisces, but we're in a detached state right now, which is wonderful. We're all studying it and we're thinking about it and we're getting ourselves prepared in the future to future pace. But once it gets into Pisces, that's when our emotional body will be triggered and then it'll be much more real. Right now, we're just all talking about climate crisis. We, we think it's here, we know it's here, we know it's here, we think it's here, but we're not being hit. When Saturn enters Pisces, it's going to affect us emotionally. And then when it enters Aries, in four and a half years, that's when the tires hit the ground. So right now we're all just doing this, just what you and I are doing. We're talking about what a new society would look like. And we're talking about the science of what the climate, we're still talking about it because we're in air, but coming soon to your neighborhood, it's going to hit the ground. I promise. Oh yes. So how can we utilize astrology, the four elements and our natal charts to uncover how we fit into the puzzle as in like what our unique role is as we heal the earth and we create this new world together. Well, like in your case, you're so much air. You've got a grand trine in air and three planets in Gemini and moon in Libra. So you have to talk. Yes. Like, just figure out your temperament. And I have so much fire that I have to move. So I have to get outside and do the hike and sit on the ground and calm myself down by exercising enough to say, now what's my activism? And my activism has been to use my platform to scream from the hilltops, like, excuse me, we're in climate crisis. Did you not notice? So, so you, that's me, fire. You're air. You provoke us with thought. You keep talking. The earth person's going to go and figure out the, how to do permaculture and how to actually bring this down. They want to get something practical at the high level. And the water person meditates. You can be sad about this and then find an internal message that you can give yourself to medicinalize because it's very painful what's going on. I mean, I, I think the people your age and I just think, you know, how do you look into the future and not feel scared? Absolutely. So figure out your elements, be yourself. The, the best thing you could do, said the astrologer to the astrologer is be authentically embodied, get your vitality up and then take action according to your nature. Oh yes. A hundred percent. I agree with that. And so like, Basically, so for all of the four elements, could you give like maybe your your best tip for kind of like locating what that is just one more time for, for anybody who's listening? So like for water, for fire, for air, for earth, like 
what's the top tip that you have for kind of locating yes. what their purpose is and all that? So if you're, if this conversation about climate crisis or the zeitgeist is a great word to say, just the collective pain body, if you don't believe in climate crisis, um, then you're depressed. If you've got a bad case of water, you're depressed. You don't want to go out of the house. You've given up on people. You're smoking cigarettes. You're drinking coffee. You're taking drugs. You're just trying to get out. That's the low road. The high road is you realize, wow, I am depressed and I am emotionally sensitive. It does hurt my feelings. And I am going to learn about meditation or I'm going to learn about yoga or I'm going to learn about medicining, I call it medicine, medicinalizing your psychology so that you, there's a great book called Climate Cure. It's brilliantly written and it's for the water people. Like if you're feeling so sad, you can't get out of the emotional content, get that book and start processing for all of us. You can cry for us. We're cut off. You're not. Your depression is a symptom of holding on to the pain body and you should because it's your function, but there's a way to lift that up. Yes. If you're an air personality, you should be doing research. Like you should definitely be reading the books and watching. There's a great documentary called Choose Earth. There's a great documentary called Kiss the Earth by Woody Harrelson. There's a great documentary called Chasing Coral. You, the, the air people need to put on their schedule instead of just socializing, researching and reading and really looking for the upside from the mental, first collecting the facts. That's what I've been doing. I hired a, a student at the university in Colorado and I said, I need you to give me all the hard facts. I'm error. And then I will come up with a new narrative. Like what's the positive? And that would be the error people's job, yours and mine, which is we we're just talking about. The, a new society has to be designed by someone that would be error people. And if you're earth and you're so distracted by the killing of the trees and the end of this water and where did the salmon, I just heard in Seattle, the salmon aren't coming in the summer because the water's too hot. Like the coral is gone. Like the earth people need to say, okay, what's the practical thing I can do? Is it not using plastic? Is it not ordering from Amazon? Is it not getting in a car and getting an electric bike? Like you tell me earth people at the practical level, something you're going to stop eating meat. Are you going to start like, these are really simple ways to plant some more trees, but those earth people who get so distracted by their work and by money put the blinders on and they forget that they're the ones that can really give us some directions as far as what to do. And they know they, they've got it. And then the fire people are the ones that get so opinionated, whether it's the vaccination or whether it's the climate crisis or whether it's the politics, like you guys calm down, take your fire and get excited about some kind of cause, like go be an activist and figure out something you can stand up for and use that fire to not just get like all people are stupid and we're never, we're doomed. You know, the worst is fire people. They get so opinionated. They make you feel like shit. But the best of the fire people is they make you feel super like, listen, you guys, I found this new cause. There's these young people and they're doing this. I've seen them all over. There's so much activism going on. The fire people need to get behind that. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I, I just echo everything that you're saying. I actually took notes on all of it because I'm immediately thinking of like, oh yeah, this air sign friend totally can be like doing this or already is doing this, this fire sign. Like I, I have people on both spectrums from like, all right, yes. Like that's totally the pinpoint of where we can turn this empowering and positive and really contribute to this. So beautiful. Thank you so much for your perspective on that. So switching gears only slightly, a note on purpose. Because as astrologers, we get asked a lot, like, what is my life purpose? And I personally believe that life purpose is more of a journey than it is a destination. But what is your take on purpose and how that pertains to astrology? 
Well, in our school, and we have level one starting, when is this airing? Because you could, the, the sign up is in two weeks. Yes. So within the next one to two weeks, it will be coming out. Yep. Okay. Well, because the, the cart opens from August 16th to September 1st. And these are all the people, they, they come in to ask the question, what's my purpose? They take level one and it's only 10 people in a room, whether you're advanced or you're a beginner, you have to do level one. It's a psychological entrance into your purpose. Like that's the whole conversation. Like first, who am I? And then what did Saturn tell me? So we use Saturn as the indicator and we use the position, the house, the timing, and it's super important to get best friends with Saturn. My whole system is based on Saturn because to me, I wouldn't have come to this planet if I didn't have a reason because it's not a nice place. It hurts. But if you have a reason to be here, it's so highly motivating, exciting, like, okay, I'm happy to work if you tell me what to do. So I help you in level one, really discern what your agreement was. Oh, yes. And that feeds so perfectly into what my next question was, which is we had a lot of questions about the infamous Saturn return. And so I would love to hear your perspective on Mama Saturn and the way that she mysteriously works in our lives. She is so ruthless, that lady. Yes. So, so Saturn return, you can't really prepare, except the only thing I tell people when they're 25 and they're asking me that is you're going to want, by the time you're 28, 29, to just completely screw up. Like at that point, you're going to want to dump this thing or get go or not screw up or go get married or go have the baby. It'll all come to focus by 29, 30, 31. In the meantime, how you prepare is you put your feet on the ground and you say, you know what, I'm getting ready to grow up and I may as well stick to something. So I always hear people saying in millennials, I don't really want to stay at this job. I don't, I just want to keep moving. I'm just a gypsy in disguise. I just want to break this relationship. I'm like, uh uh-oh, Saturn return comes and it smacks you. So if you're ready to be committed earlier, you will get the benefits from Saturn return and it will take you straight home. If you're whimsical and you're flighty and you're ungrounded, Saturn's going to come and smack you and push you into the ground. So prepare by asking yourself, what would Saturn want me to do that I don't want to do? Is it cleaning? Is it organizing? Is it money? Is it insurance? Like what am I being lackadaisical by at 25, 26 that I know I need to grow up? And then again, that happens at 58 to 60. It's the opposite. Now, what do I have to let go of that's so grown up because I left my kid behind? <laughs> Love that. But that that Saturn return does just this. It yes. demands that you wake up. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. It's like, here's the wake up call. Here's the alarm. Oh my God, yeah. if that wasn't more perfect, I can't believe it. Saturn return is the horns going off and you either are prepared because you heard me say, do the thing you don't want to do, but stick to it. We are so um, being asked to grow up at 29. You're being asked to take up the grow ups position. Yes, exactly. And so what would be your top three tips for somebody currently going through their Saturn return in Aquarius? I would say you are allowed to individuate and separate from your normal standards without throwing away the baby in the bathwater. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. It sure does. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, 
It's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So another hot topic that we had was compatibility. And so do you believe that sun sign compatibility is really enough to determine, you know, if a relationship will be compatible or not? It's not okay to just do sun sign. Here's what I always say. Cupid has no eyesight. She, she just takes that arrow and she, I mean, she's kind of, and she doesn't know astrology. So she's not, when Cupid does that thing and your soulmate comes in the room or your first boyfriend or your first girlfriend, nobody was consulting the astrologer and Cupid has bad eyesight. She just throws that thing. <laughs> now, once you've got the disease called falling in love, once you've been hit by that yummy feeling, you get a vote. But it's only after the fact. So I tell everybody, forget about trying to look at their chart when you start this game. As soon as you do get the person in your world, then you consult an astrologer and say, is this compatible or where do I have to be sensitive? So Cupid doesn't care. She just puts the weirdest people together, for God's sake. (laughs) I was on an airplane. I was on an airplane sitting next to a very large Hawaiian man that week. I swear to you, we're still dear friends, but we fell so hard in love. I... I'm convinced that in my next life, when I met cancer with Taurus, Moon, Capricorn, Rising, I'm going to live in Hawaii and we're going to be together. But like, I'm a little Jewish girl. I'm this little, like this is inappropriate. And so Cupid did her thing. We finished this very long plane ride, which our heads never stopped. It was unbelievable. And we became friends and came home. And I said, listen, I think this is for a different era. I think we fell in love, but I don't think this is this lifetime. And so you can discern it, but you can't tell Cupid, can you move him out of that seat? Yeah. Oh, precisely. Precisely. I I have a very similar experience in Hawaii. And so there's something about Hawaii that Cupid is just addicted to. Yes, totally. So when you are assessing compatibility between charts, um, are there like some key placements that you like to assess or is it an overall energy? We have a very simple, simple formula for beginners or advanced. If you have sun at one degree Aries and your partner has Saturn at one degree Aries, that same degree conjunction, no matter what the planets are, it's the harmonics 
of the degrees being exactly the same that create soulmates. So if, as soon as the harmonic, it can be any planets that are the same degree, they create a frequency where you're like, boy, especially said Carl Jung, if the woman's moon is the same as the man's sun, or I'm going to change it to vice versa. If I, my moon's in Aries, and it is true that one of my deepest soulmates is an Aries and it's the same degree. It's like, whoa. So the first piece is, are there two planets that are the same degree, no matter what they are? Not the outer planets, because those are all going to be the same if you're born that year. So don't be impressed if you both have Pluto at 25 Leo, because you're born a month apart. Yeah. It's more like your moon is the same degree as his Saturn. And that's a glue, super glue. That's, that's a really big piece. And then, you know, the compatibility piece of having something conjunct your ascendant. That's the other thing. It, the, the, the body is the ascendant. So if you're Gemini rising at one degree, and your partner has Mars at five degrees, but it's sitting on your ascendant, that's a physical bond that really makes super glue. Yes. Oh, 100%. And by the way, this Deborah and I were talking a little bit before about how I met my twin flame in Hawaii. And our charts are so insane. Like my south node is conjunct her sun at the exact same degree. And same thing with, you know, my my south node and her or did I already say, you know, either way, opposite. My Venus is conjunct her ascendant and it also sits right on top of her moon in Taurus. Like it is so beautiful, but and uh, it's so magnetic. It's so magnetic. You can't yeah. believe the, the comfort that comes with exact degree or oh, yeah. ascendant conjunctions. Oh, most definitely. And so again, switching gears just a little bit, because everybody had so many questions. I tried to condense them down. So many of our listeners are spiritual, heart-centered entrepreneurs and leaders. And so they were very curious about how they can utilize their natal chart, how they can marry their masculine and feminine inner dynamics in order to really be the heart-centered leader that they that they want to be and so how can we utilize our astrology or our natal chart in order to to do that to marry the two i think you're talking about mars and venus the distinction between mars and venus right and i think the gift of astrology is particularly that you asked the question about saturn being an aquarius we're no longer bound to gender and you're a perfect example it's like a happy birthday. We're no longer, this is what Alice Bailey said. Alice Bailey wrote 19 books in the 19, early, early 19th century. And she was an esoteric astrologer. And she was channeling a man from Tibet called Dwa Kool. So it was a very high level teaching she gave. And her message was, you'll know the later days are here. You'll know the Aquarian age is here when the male and female are no longer distinguished. But when you can say, I'm in my male side and I'm going to be so strong right now and I'm my female side and I'm going to be so receptive and I'm going to be fluid. So this whole gender issue and this you know, ability for us to be non-boxed, is that a right word? Like you are allowed. And the answer is you're, you have to ask yourself this, how healthy is my male side? Like, do I assert myself? Do I do my business? Am I on time? Do I have linear numbers? Do I take care of my taxes? That's your male side. And then you turn to your female. Do I receive? Do I know how to relax? Do I know how to go slow? Do I know how to eat slowly? These, so you have two parts of you that must both be addressed and only you can answer that. Yes. Oh, so good. So Deborah, where can we learn more astrology with you? I know that you mentioned your school is opening up. Tell us more about that. We'd love to hear. It's so exciting because it's only twice a year our school opens. So September and January. In September, the card is open August 16th to the 1st, and then the school closes. And we, we bring in about 
five, 600 students come in to study and they can be advanced students. Level one is a psychological entrance into your purpose. You named it. And you learn about your shadow, the North Node. And you learn about your mental fixations, Mercury. But I am a psychologist, a therapist. So I include the psychological while you're studying. It's not just theory. I can't stand just theory. Yeah. Then the second level of level two is the nuts and bolts. Now, if you want to be an astrologer, you finish level two and I give you the sacred script because when you're an astrologer, you go all over the place. Like, I don't know where to go. How do I land the plane? We're flying, but where are we going? I give you exactly how to land, which is the purpose. Every reading I do says to the person, I am going to give you the answer to why you're here, what the timing is, what you agreed to do, and how to make sure the missing element is not being off balance because you didn't know you were missing earth. So we have a particular structure that we use. And it's wonderful how um, in level two, you learn it. And then level three is the funnest part. They come and they study with me directly in a Zoom room and they do a reading in front of me and I give them feedback and now it's live. So level one, just come in for level one. If you really want to get the app, like we call it applied astrology. How do you apply this? I, I have so much earth. I want people to learn astrology so they, they can make their lives different. Not so they're in their head. We can spend our whole life in theory. My Neptune's in conjunct my Venus in the seventh to the first house and it's opposite my, shut up. Do, yeah. you, have a relationship? Do you have a relationship or not? Like, yeah. you know how to fall in love and commit? Yes or no. So we, we simplify it. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that so much. So then where can we find the school? Where can we find you online? Deborah Silverman Astrology is my website. That's super easy. On Instagram, Deborah Silverman Astrology. Yeah, it's super simple. You just go there and the website is a place to go for the school. Yes, yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm definitely checking it out, you guys. I also wanted to bring up, so you have a book called The Missing Element, which you had just mentioned. Um, tell us more about that. So I wrote the book with no astrology in it. Like I literally left the astrology out. I wanted a beginner entrance level where I could get you so excited. And the first chapter is called crisis because I knew this was going to happen on the planet. I wrote the book with the first saying, we're going to go into crisis as a collective. What can I do to make a difference? Oh, I know I can make you be comfortable in your skin. I can reactivate your juju. I can give you permission to cry. I can tell you it's okay to be a workaholic. Really? And that will get your interest hooked and then come to level one. Level one, people's, if I tell you, Rachel, how many people's lives have changed, even the most advanced spiritual people come and do level one and they, they finish and go, how did you get me to admit that I didn't want to take care of my dishes? Like I hate doing it. But we say, uh-uh, you can't play astrology if you don't take care of that first. Yeah. So it's, it's the applied astrology starting with level one studying you level two how do you do a reading level three let's see you do it and then we teach you how to be in a business and start your own business as you probably know astrology and then you can get certified and then i send you clients which is really cool oh yes well i love the sound of that so like i said i'm definitely going to check it out check it out you guys thank you so much deborah for such a beautiful conversation this has been incredible because um, we're in love, because we just spread love everywhere. That's what yes. the job is. If you're, not, if you're not in love, two little Gemini sitting in a room talking about how much we're in love. If you're not in love and you can't feel the juju, which is why you're listening to Rachel and why your chakras are opening, because as soon as you're around someone whose chakras are spinning in the right direction, it's contagious. Like now my chakras are spinning. But if you're not, call, we have a list of certified astrologers on my site that I've trained who are really gifted. If you're not in love, then you call an astrologer and you say, can you fix my chakras? <laughs> can you put the 
back and I, for some reason, I'm not in alignment. And that's a simple thing. It's really what a good therapy and what a good astrologer should do is get your chakras back in alignment. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So on that note, you guys make sure to check out Deborah, check out her team of astrologers as well. It sounds like she has just the most incredible system going to. And like I said, I'm going to definitely. I want you to take level one. I want you to come teach Rachel. And people, you can also make it a career once you take level one and you're good at it. And two, and then we ask you to come back and we hire you to teach the material. And then people, it's so, there's only 10 people in the room. It's so intimate. Yes. Oh, absolutely. No, I'm like, I am dead ass serious about coming and learning with you. Okay. I'm going to put you on my list right now. That's right. (laughs) You better. I'm going to be there. Yep. Remember me. Remember my face. I'm absolutely going to be there. So thank you everybody for listening. Again, thank you so much, Deborah. Make sure that you guys go and check it out. This has been such an honor. Once again, I've been following Deborah for a very long time. And so thank you. And Shop Girl Radio will be back next week. Chakra Radio. I'm going to be listening to you next week. Okay. Aloha. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Chakra Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.